welcome to the uh, the Vergecast for the week of February uh, February 10th. Uh, I'm Neelai Patel, uh, your host today. You might notice that Josh isn't here. Josh is, he's like, look, it's cold outside. He's just never coming back. And actually, uh, there's a big snowstorm in New York today. So uh, it was pretty hard to get people here to the office. Uh, so we called in some help from SB Nation, some co-hosts. Uh, I have uh, from SB Nation's Olympic coverage, I have Chip Matthews and uh, Boris here with me today. Hey, guys. Hey, Deli. How's it, how's it going? Oh, it's going well. Name's Chip Matthews. That's Chip with a C, Matthews. This is my Ruski partner, Boris. Hey. He's, um, uh, he's, he's okay by me. Yeah? Because, so you guys have been in, in Sochi. You, you're covering the Olympics for real. Oh, yeah. It's awful. <laughs> Why is it awful? Oh, you got stray dogs running wild. You should, you should see them drink. Yeah. They can drink down vodka like none the, other. The Boris, dogs? Yeah, the dogs. Boris <laughs> actually outdrank a whole pack of dogs on the way to the, the drone ride over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, I mean, you guys are there. You've been covering it. I mean, I'm hearing Sochi's just like a crazy hell world. What's your what's your hotel like? Well, it's like an industrial orgy. <laughs> I don't They're, know what that means. Oh, man, you, you would know when you saw it. There's beams everywhere. There's, there's three toilets to a stall. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen the pictures of that. That sounds incredible. I mean, I would. I mean, I wouldn't say incredible. I would. Well, inc- it, I'm incredulous. Oh well, it's 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 surprisingly beautiful to see three grown men team up <laughs> in a way that you would never expect in a bathroom. Why would they, if they have three separate toilets? Why do they have to team up? Well, you know, all for one, one for all. Okay, yeah, it's group Italian. It. It's Russia. I Wind, understand. Winded Rome. So, uh, <laughs> what would you say the biggest story? I mean, you guys are covering the Olympics every day. You're doing the medal count. What's the biggest story of these Olympics? Well, you know, I've been in broadcast for quite some time. I absolutely hate it. it terrifies me. <laughs> but i they've been trucking in this snow. I have not seen this much powder since the 70s. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. So it's been a good time there. I, I hear you. It's been a, it's been a good time? Yeah. Uh, it, it, Boris had, seems to have fallen asleep. He had one too many nips on the drone ride over here. Uh, so big news overnight. We should talk about some tech news. Comcast yeah. is uh, buying Time Warner Cable. I haven't heard of either of those things. How you are a broadcaster? How do you not know about Comcast? Well, that's, the term broadcaster—that's pretty debatable. Well, uh, I mean, you got a headset. Yeah, this is just left over from my Radio Shack days. <laughs> no, I mean you're into technology though. What, what kind of cell phone do you have? Well, I've had uh, the same burner for about 18 years now. You know, the point of a burner is to, th- is to, to throw it away. Uh, it really just depends who who you ask, there, Eli. Okay. Well, look, actually, John is reminding me that we missed the biggest story. Uh, of the Olympics here, uh, which I believe truly in my heart is the biggest story. Uh, Brian Floyd from SB Nation uh, discovered that uh, Pony by Genuine uh, is the best song for figure skating. I mean, you're a, you're a big Genuine fan. Oh, absolutely. I uh, toured with him in the late 90s. Sure, sure did. Uh, so let's just take a look at this. Uh, it's Evgeny Plushenko just, just showing us what Pony is all about. Well, Plushenko really proved himself here. Yes, he can do a quad toe, triple toe, Double loop, but he's starting to learn how to work an audience too. Watch this. We're back. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Chip and Boris uh, from SB Nation. Uh, they do, uh, they're doing the Olympics coverage every day. The SB Nation Olympic medal count is, uh, for better or worse, hosted by Chip Matthews, uh, Boris. Uh, there's another one, too. Duke Kensington, I think yeah. that's his name. Oh, my God. Look, it's Dieter <laughs> and Addy. Not puppets. <laughs> or are we? I mean. Or are we? <laughs> oh, Neil, I. Really, really debatable. Um, well, you know, I'd oh. like to thank the SB Nation guys for, for doing that with us. That's fun. Um, we should have kept it going. I really should have kept it yeah. going. I think we there's a lot to say about Comcast. I think if you're a, if you're a puppet, yeah. Hey guys, I, how does that work? All right. So this is the Vergecast yes. where we discuss technology, technology culture. We're gonna bring up Genuine again. I'd like to end the show with Genuine. Yeah. Um, that's that's really where my heart lies. But actually, there's a lot going on this week. A huge. It's like there was nothing going on, and then last night everything in the world happened all at once. 
Um, and so we should just start with it. Just start. Comcast. Comcast. Comcast uh, wants to buy Time Warner Cable for $45 billion. They swooped in. Charter had been picking around the edges. Charter's been trying to buy Time Warner Cable forever. Yeah. And apparently Comcast decided, nope, we want to do it. Yeah, I mean, so Charter has been like, they wanted to replace the board of directors of Time Warner. So yeah. here's Time Warner and Time Warner Cable. They used to be one company. They split off and they didn't change the name. So Time Warner Cable is an independent from Big Time, Time Warner, Warner which, which is further AOL about to split. Time Warner. Yeah. Right. There's a family tree here. It's like it was AOL Time Warner, then they split AOL and Time Warner, and then Time and Time Warner Cable split, and then Time Inc. is now splitting from Time Warner, leaving only the the media company in the middle while Time Inc. is gonna like make magazines. So like this conglomerate is just like falling apart. And Charter was really interested in, in basically competing with Comcast by owning Time Warner Cable, becoming a much bigger player in the entire industry. And Comcast is like, nope, we're number one. We're going to buy number two. And in the process, I think, telling a number of delightful lies. Addy, you've been – I mean, they're, they're, like, at this point, nothing a Comcast executive is saying is true. Well, that's the yeah. thing, though. I don't know if – so their entire call – I was just on a call – is mm-hmm. basically about justifying how this isn't – like this is not a, thr- a threat for yeah. antitrust regulators because they suck. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. They're, they, they're basically like, we're, I mean, our service is already so bad. It can't they, possibly get worse. They start with saying, okay, look, consumers don't have a choice anyways because there is no overlap between these two companies. These are the – they're like the two biggest right. cable companies that there are, and they do not share – they – there is no point at which you can choose between them because you basically don't have any choice if right. you are – Yeah, and that's why I think that this is going to end up going through because there's not going to be enough – like consumer outrage because they they already like well I have to pick this one company because it's all that's available well, there's a monopoly in my area and I don't really care if the name changes well it's, it's kind of like I mean if you have Time Warner Cable particularly in New York City yeah. you're probably like man it can't get worse than this right yeah maybe Comcast will come in and actually know how to run a cable company or you're just waiting still and you haven't and gotten you, it installed and <laughs> yeah Chris Sigler is moving to New York moving to New York. Believe it when it happens. Uh, and he can't, I guess the previous tenant of his apartment had not canceled his Time Warner service, so he can't get new Time Warner service. And then he's like trapped in like some hell world catch 22. Wow. Uh, and so in retaliation, he's brought Comcast with him from Chicago to just destroy the city. <laughs> um, and well, and the other thing that they're doing is comparing it. They're saying, okay, look, this market is super vibrant because there's Verizon Wireless. Well, there's Verizon Wireless, and the other thing that they, they cited was Google Fiber. Yes. Which is ridiculous. It's a crazy experiment. They're in... They're what? in two... Well, two I mean, they cities, can make it really? up and say we were in a bunch of markets. They're in two cities. Yeah. Right. That's This is insane. When I say that... Comcast executives are lying. The idea that Google Fiber presents any meaningful competition to Comcast is so is such a bald faced lie. Yeah. Uh, the, the, no, that's not true. Google Fiber barely presents a meaningful competition to itself. Like it, it doesn't exist. It's so nebulous. It's like I'm pretty sure Time Warner Cable has also basically said there's no demand for the thing they're selling. Right. Yeah. No, Time Warner Cable. They've been running up and down. I mean, like you know, we could provide gigabit Ethernet. Nobody wants it. And it's like, yeah, that's because you price it at four hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Someone asked in uh, that question on the call, and they said, yeah, no, we offer fifty gigabit gigabit internet. It's just you know for business customers. They're the ones who want it. Yeah. Uh-huh. By the way, we tried, and this is a true story. Uh, the Verge launched in New York City. We had our first office here in Flatiron. We desperately wanted to get Time Warner Internet. Fat, like we wanted a fiber line. We wanted fast internet, and we couldn't get it. It was so bad. The service that Time Warner could provide us it was like DSL service, which was awful for our whole office. We literally had to point a WiMAX antenna at the roof of the Empire State Building and have internet beam to us from roof to roof because Time Warner Cable couldn't figure out how to give us fiber in our building. Also, it went out whenever there it, was a This is like, yeah. this is, yeah, it went, well, the, yeah, I mean, it was a WiMAX antenna. Yes. <laughs> it was not the best technological decision. It was the only one we could make. Um, but that's where we were at. Like, middle of Manhattan, Time Warner Cable was unable to provide adequate service to us. Um, they still call me from time to time and let me know that fiber is now available in that building. It's a little, it's a little late. Thanks for that. It's nice. I mean, whoever is there now yeah. is getting really fast internet. I'm sure. Um, I, look, I think this is a disaster for a wide variety of reasons, but there is one tiny little weird silver lining, which is that there has never existed a national broadband provider, well, or a national cable provider. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, Both. I, I mean, that's there's a lot to unpack there. The cable and broadband bundle, right? Because they're pitching this as a, a merger of cable TV companies. But what it and so and that's what they keep on telling this lie 
another lie, will have under 30% of the total cable TV market. But what they will have is over – it's like 34 35% of the broadband market, right. which in my estimation is far more important than the cable TV market. Is that how they actually talk – they're also saying you know, numbers of customers are dropping. Is that how they're justifying that as cable TV customers? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So they're losing TV customers. Uh, but they're – I mean I don't know anybody – like if you live in America and you want to be a part of our current – modern economy you need the internet in your house yeah and you need it fast and the dsl isn't going to cut it right 90 for 90 the phone companies areas, aren't yeah. competing with you so you need to get it from your cable company right and your cable company in 19 of the 20 major cities in america is going to be comcast yeah that is a huge problem like i can't even that should just scare you straight out be like you don't have a choice your choice is a capped wireless broadband from at&t or verizon or T-Mobile, but probably not T-Mobile if you live in a number of cities that are smaller, um, or capped wired broadband from Comcast. <laughs> like that's it. Those are your choices. So the reason that it's scary is you need to know what incentives there are for Comcast to do the things that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And the bigger they are, and the more markets they're in, the fewer incentives there are for them to increase speeds, lower prices, right. and not someday you know ruin the internet by giving up on open internet rules and net neutrality. Right. Such as by, you know, offering to waive data caps on a major console. <laughs> right. Right. So, they, so Comcast a long time <laughs> ago got, services. got yeah. in trouble by saying we can, we'll put our live TV app on the Xbox 360. And by the way, if you use it, uh, you won't count towards your data cap. And everyone's like crying foul. And Comcast, they're a lie. Yeah. Beautiful lie. This doesn't use the internet. This uses a proprietary channel on our network. And it's like, well, is it Really? How many of those do you have? Because I'd love to know more information about your proprietary Xbox video channel. Uh, And it just never came out. I will say Comcast has been progressive in, like, they've they've waived most of their data caps. They're not doing that anymore for most of their subscribers. They are thinking of themselves more as a technology company. They are trying to do things like their X1 platform and their, like, X1 in the cloud and all the the stuff that big modern cable companies should do. But well, and they also, you know, you can't give them 100% credit for this because they agreed to them as part of buying NBC. Oh, yeah, the other terrifying but, part of this. Yeah, yes. right. But they, they also have uh, seven years of following these open Internet rules, which is basically like the most of the core of the foundation of what we think of as net neutrality. So they're going to do that through 2018, which isn't long enough. But hopefully by then we'll actually have like real laws and regulations to protect that. Right. Um, but yeah, so they'll have 30% of the cable TV market, some larger percent of the broadband market. And they make up, they're one of like the big six companies that make all of the media that 90, right, they own NBC consume. universal. So they yeah. make movies, TV shows, they make the news. Yeah. You know, it's going to be really interesting watching how NBC news covers this deal. Like it just flat out that that's weird. That's a weird phenomenon in this world that uh, two major corporations are going to spend forty five billion dollars trying to buy each other, and they happen to also own like a major media corporation. Yeah, um, all that to me is just flat out terrifying. Here's a disclosure, by the way. I should probably let you know this. Comcast <laughs> Ventures, with their venture capital arm, is an investor in Vox Media, which owns oh, Verge. that's right. So, yeah, that's cool. I mean, thanks. Thanks for that, guys. It was really nice of you. Thank you for believing in me. Please don't buy Time Warner Cable. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what else to say to you. Um, I, look, I, the the level of the only way this works is if the government gets seriously involved in what they do, right. and they say the way that the government got seriously involved with AT and T when AT and T was building a national network, uh, and they say like, sure, you can have a monopoly on broadband in America, yeah, but here are all of the rules you have to follow, and they turn them into AT and T. Yeah, Which you know I think what, is it's not, not great. It's I don't not think that's the, a great answer. It's not the early aughts of the 20th century. You know, it's not like 1920. Right. Whenever, whenever like the rules this finally This isn't Rockefeller out, in, in, right? a, in, a, in, a, in a Washington, D.C. restaurant with like Taft yeah. like, hammering it out, right? Like, like, when AT&T's uh, mon- like monopoly that, got blessed, we had just Taft? built the railroads. We knew, we knew how to like regulate a national infrastructure network. We knew what was – we you know, were putting electricity everywhere – and we we understood, and like the political forces were such that like you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not in that place anymore, and I I think it's it's very unlikely that if this goes through that we're gonna like see the government do the kind of work that it did before to you know create a national help AT and T Harding run the national phone right? network and open access laws and well, and the thing it did so after on. that was split them up. Well, then we also yeah, we split do. them up. Yeah, which was fun. And then they reconstitute each other, like fucking T-1000. Like, yes, yeah. that. Um, no, I mean, like, I, it's like I'm so angry I'm not acting angry. 
<laughs> because it, no, it, this is why it's going to happen. Because we're it's just like you're just going to be resigned to it. It's just gonna, you know what this is terrible, but it's not. Who, it's not. <laughs> but it's not much more terrible than the status quo, right? Like most people, if you have like I'm saying, if you have Time Warner cable, you are probably like happy that someone's going to ride in mm-hmm. on a billion dollar horse and maybe like make your service better because. Clearly, the people running Time Warner, the CEO of Time Warner Cable, he's a Gerald something. He was the guy who didn't know what AirPlay was. Remember this? It was, oh, it was a while that's ago. Right, that's right. Um, and it was like, dude, really? Like, you should maybe know what the hell AirPlay is because it's it is actually how I'm watching most of the Olympics right now, right? Because NBC is doing a terrible job of showing me anything other than figure skating in prime time. Yeah. I hear there are other Olympic sports. Like, what if they showed them? you figure skating in prime time, but only like just dub pony over it instead of? <laughs> I would watch that <laughs> nonstop. I, I could probably make that happen in my house. Um, no, I mean like it's you know the Olympics. I think are a prime example. Like I, there's a huge appetite to watch them, and you can watch most of them using the awful NBC Live Extra app. But you can't actually airplay that to a TV like properly. You have to mirror. Right. You have to mirror, which so is it's garbage. And it's yeah. like you're making me sign into my cable provider anyway. Like, why? What business decision have you made here that makes sense to yeah. keep me away from this? Why didn't you make an Apple TV app? Why didn't you make an Xbox app? Comcast. Like, you own NBC. Like, surely you know how to make the anyway. Comcast yeah. is the worst. I'm like, it's just all of all of the dangers here are super abstract and at least like. Two years away from I don't like, think oh they're abstract God. at all. I think it is, it comes down to imagine if your only choice for cell service in America was Verizon. That's where we are. That's right. what this is. Except that that's already been, tr- like, that was my only service choice was AT&T for a long time because it was the only place that did service at my house. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, if you live in a rural area, your only choice is Verizon. I mean, right. realistically, unless you But I don't think those people, else. like, Verizon, look, Verizon is adding. This is like the T-Mobile argument. We should one day. Yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna I'm, I'm gonna write this all down and put it on the internet. It's gonna happen. But, Are you? Yeah. No. Yeah. Look. See. I here. I have the yes. thing that I've been asking for my entire life. Right. A beautiful. A beautiful, beautiful vermilion. I bought this on. I bought this on the show last week, and now I have it, and I love it. And it's funny how much a color made, makes me like a phone better. Uh, no, this phone was three hundred fifty dollars. It is competitive with the iPhone. Right in a variety of ways, it is high spec. It's fast. I think it is designed actually in this color, designed quite well. It has a great screen, LTE, all this stuff. Yep. Three hundred fifty bucks unlocked, and I bought a T-Mobile SIM card and put it in it, and I don't have a contract. And like that's the dream. And then the reality is that I was coming to work today in a car in New York City, and I could not get service. Yeah, for most of the time. Although I've actually been, I've been using unlocked MVNO for a year and a half now. Yeah, a year, a bit more. Through Walmart service, actually, which is ethically horrible, probably. Yeah, yeah probably. But, like, um, there's, and an there's, like, there's, there's a poor child somewhere, like, frantically spinning a generator to give you cell service. Um, but anyways, it's actually worked surprisingly well. But you have AT&T. Is it an yes, AT&T Yes, it's an AT&T MVNO. Yeah, okay. Right, but all, the network underlying it is AT&T. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying I have the dream from, like, um, the national carrier, and even in New York, it's, like, not great. Yeah. Um, and that's like, I get that, but at least there's that level of competition where I can pay less money and get worse service, but I at least have the choice to do that. For wired broadband, which is the backbone of the infrastructure of our economy, like the Verge doesn't work unless most people have wired broadband. Just does, It's not going to happen, right? right? Like the next five years of our growth, it's we can't make videos and count on everybody to stream them to their phones. We can't make our features if you can't look at them on a desktop computer, like we'll get to the tablet stuff and we'll change it. But yeah. our, the biggest and best stuff we make requires you to be at a computer with a wired connection. That's actually the other funny thing about how they're comparing mobile to wired is essentially what they're saying is you do not need to use our service. Right. Your two gigabytes is totally sufficient. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the, you know, the wireless carriers, they, they, they don't like that comparison at all. Like, yeah. So if you go and talk to Verizon or AT&T, they're like, you need wires in the ground. Yeah, AT&T loves to talk about its backhaul, which is if you're a reporter and someone's trying to pitch you a story about backhaul, you're like, please, please stop talking to me. Like, this is never going to be interesting. <laughs> and they do it. They'll call you up and they'll be like, we've got a great story. We've increased our backhaul capacity throughout Vermont. And it's like, ah, this is not okay. a good story. Like, I don't know why you issued a press release. But they do, do it we have time. Do we have Comcast Internet service in this? Okay, now it's working. No. They, just, they just shut me down. <laughs> we pay for something very expensive. Yeah. Um, I, it, it works. Well, did you see that uh, there's this uh, uh, reported Wi-Fi alliance? Google and Microsoft are going to try and spread out more Wi-Fi. Yeah, and, they've been trying this forever, right? Yeah. And, and they, they keep on trying to white spaces. Wi-Fi forward. That's but apparently, thing. like, AT&T and Verizon are not participating. Well, why would they? Well, AT&T for a while was, like... Building the Wi-Fi network, to, but now they don't need it because they want to put people back on LTE. No, uh, I think they still want that as like the 
there's a backup, but they want to run their own. I don't yeah. think they want to any. I don't think AT and T wants anybody to use not their Wi Fi. Right. I just you know whatever. Also, don't don't call it Wi Fi forward, guys. Just don't. Wi forward. Yeah, isn't it Wi Fi? No, there's the Wi Fi forward. It's a, there's a Fi in oh, there. Oh God. Yeah. It's awful. Wi Fi forward. No, I mean Google and Verizon. I mean, Google and all, every major tech company that isn't a networking company. Yeah. Has been pushing for more in different kinds of Wi Fi because they can't. They want to break around the logjam of the wireless carriers. Right. And what's amazing to me is we've done a really good job. I think as journalists covering all of the problems of the wireless broadband industry. And it's the only reason that's true is because there's conflict there and choice, right? Right. In whatever limited tiny amount, and there should be more. And yeah. But no, it gets tiring to be like, yeah, you know, you can't do anything about it uh, immediately. You can't switch right away, you know, tomorrow right. to fix the problem. But it sucks. They're just constantly saying that day after day after right. three days. There's like, no point in covering well, the wired you said broadband that. industry because there's no conflict. There's no choice. Right. Um, I, so, Addy, you actually were on all these calls today. You've been yeah. doing most of the reporting today. I've been on yeah, I've been on all three. Of them. I think three. you two. I, I was no, I was on one. I think. The mid, the middle one, right? The one I wanted to be on. Then I was doing. the one p.m. one. Is there one after this? I was hanging out with puppets during that time. Uh, <laughs> true, true story. Um, what, what's your take? Like, where are you landing on this? I mean, I just yeah, it feels hopeless. Like this is going to go <laughs> it feels through. Hopeless. Yeah. Like it's it all feels sort of moot, and right. that it's hard to tell like that there are threats but it's kind of hard to even conceptualize them okay so like beautiful dream hope of the future like google is not gonna roll into every city and spread fiber uh susan crawford had this editorial in the uh in bloomberg i think it was and i've, I've heard her say this before that the trick is mayors yeah city by she, city it's city, the, in, the, she, the city the don't wait for the government to do it. Don't wait for big companies to save you. You're mayor. You're an executive at a city. You have the power to just go in and put fiber into your city, and that will eventually solve the problem. Well, that's the funny thing, though, is that they were trying to do this with municipal Wi-Fi maybe four years ago, yeah. and then they just the companies sued all of them. Um, well, so look, here's the. Let me make the the point as clear as I. I, I was talking about T-Mobile earlier, and I forgot to actually say why. <laughs> uh, if you look at what T-Mobile has done, right, they. You can criticize their service offering a lot. I have it. I think you can criticize it a lot. But they have taken some customers from AT&T. They've spooked AT&T at least into lowering prices yeah. and jiggering their plans. And they AT&T, may have even spooked Verizon they today. They spooked Verizon yeah. today into changing their prices and lowering their plans. Like That is the effect of competition, right? Something good is happening for consumers because if you get more people to pay you, you make more money, right? And that's, so they're all fighting for that market share, for that recognition, for consumer support and loyalty, for dollars. If you are Comcast and you're in 19 of 20 major markets and there's zero competition, you have no incentive to improve your offering. Right. Zero. Yeah. Outside of the mayor of your city or the governor of your state or the president of your country saying, buck up and do what I want. Yeah. And that's where we are. At. And that's kind of like Crawford's whole point. And her... I actually I did an interview. Hopefully, we'll be able to pull it up. I interviewed her a while back, and she talked about the mayor's thing, and she's like, I've given up on the federal government. Right. I've given up trying to get this policy. I think what you're seeing now, right now happening on the sort of the flip side of this with the net neutrality ruling with let's have the FCC kind of like twiddle its thumb and like sing a little song and dance about how they're going to do something, but we don't know what yet, uh, to maybe reclassify um, ISPs as common carriers, like all mm-hmm. this stuff, like all this endless lawsuits, wrangling, policy debate is going to play out in Washington. And her whole point is, or you can go to the mayor of a town and be like, we're going to spend some money on fiber, or we're going to invite Google to our town to put in fiber and scare the other companies. And that's happening. And she, her whole point is, you can do this, um, you can do this at, a, at a big level. You can do it at a state infrastructure level. It's Republican mayors are doing it. Democratic mayors are doing it because they know that ultimately this is how you build businesses in your town. Right. Is Seattle the, the city that is sort of in the middle of this, building a municipal like, super fast internet connection? I can't remember if Seattle It's the last one I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's little cities. Actually, a much little cities throughout the south. Yeah. And this is – I think this is like a moment where – you see, Seattle's plans are on pause. Okay, well, yeah, every big, every big city. Yeah. Philly had a big Wi-Fi thing a few years ago that like just got destroyed because Comcast is in Philly. Um, I think I mean, Verizon has a deal here that they're supposed to right. eventually one yeah. day put wireless. So Los Angeles is planning something. So, but here, okay, so here's the big counterpoint: um, more T-Mobile stuff. AT&T tried to buy T-Mobile. Yeah, H- Hue and Cry. Uh, 
I actually I made the, the counter narrative that I thought would be interesting was you could say yes to the steel government, but you have to regulate the shit out of them. Yeah. And the government was like, no, we are not reducing competition in this already choked, constrained market. I don't – there's a chance that the government will say the same exact – and they – you know, the FCC and the FTC have been making noises about the Sprint T-Mobile. It's, you know, it's vaguely yeah. in the air, which I believe is John Ledger's, like, ultimate plan is to sell the Sprint. It's true. I'm going I'm to write this down and put it on the internet. I swear to God. Uh, and they've been, they've been saying, like, no, you can't do that. We're not going to approve that. Why would they approve Comcast and Time Warner? Well, no, that's their entire argument, though, is that it's not a horizontal merger. That's it's, bullshit. That's, well, I think, a thing that actually is a... bullshit. No, it's not... It is an actual thing that exists for antitrust. So, like, but, that's why it's going to go through. It doesn't make it, you know, morally or but, even good. Well, the, the, like, the FCC can only stop it if they can say, this is the harm, and... I don't think that they're willing to do that. Sure, but there's a level of harm that's beyond consumers. There, If you're Disney and you want to sell ESPN to Comcast or you want Comcast to pay you for ESPN, yeah. you, can't, you can't now say, well, Time Warner is paying us that much. Right. Well, fine, turn no, it off. No, I'm not saying that the, the, the threats aren't real. Right. I'm, what I'm saying is... I, but that's a real... I mean, you don't think all of these programming think, companies are really going to show up and say no? Do you think the FCC and the Department of Justice are going to be like, yeah, no? Yes. I mean, they, they're really doing they're it to Sprint it. and T-Mobile right now, right? But Sprint and T-Mobile, you can make a really clear case that they're going to, you know, they're choosing one or the other. Yeah. That consumers can choose one or the other. But that's it's not just, entire... that's what I'm saying. It's not just consumers. It's programmers. It's other internet companies now who, without open internet regulations, like actively political. Like, what you have right now is Comcast yeah. promising to not do bad things as opposed to being legally forced to, to obey the law, right? So my best case scenario is that... It goes through, and the government's like, if you're going to do this, these are the regulations. Right. This is how it's going to work. This is how much fiber you have to And build. so this is the tiny is silver lining. Well, but you need an activist, regulatory, interventionist right. government to do that. I yeah. do not. Not going to happen. T- you know Tom Wheeler, the chairman of the FCC, you know his job was before all this? Yeah. Cable, yep. indus- cable industry lobbyist? Yeah. Like, that's terrifying. Yeah, that guy's going to regulate Comcast. He's going to regulate the biggest company in the game. No, he's going to go to dinner with, uh, uh, what's his name? Phillips? What's the? David Brian Cohen? Roberts, no. the CEO Brian of Comcast. Roberts. He's going to go to dinner yeah, yeah. with Brian Roberts and hit the links with, like, every other lobbyist in Washington. And they're gonna, like, all going to shake hands, yeah. drink scotch, and, like, count their money. And then he's going to leave the FCC and go back to work for the cable industry. You might be a nice guy, Tom Wheeler. I just don't trust you that you're going to be the, 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 what Susan Crawford calls it, a cop on the beat. Yeah. Right. These are you, bad things are happening in this neighborhood. Like, go fix it. And we are terrible at just identifying that the bad things are real because they lie, constantly nonstop lying to us. Well, the bad things aren't happening or the bad things aren't as bad as I think they are. Yeah. And all you got to do is open your eyes and see like they have an extraordinary amount of market power. The, the reason that your cable box sucks is Comcast. That's why. They can roll out X1. They can do all this other stuff. But the X1 still kind of blows. There's no real competition. It's still kind of huge. They're not delivering television over IP. Apple hasn't made a TV because they can't get deals with all of these companies. So that's, that's the possible silver Microsoft lining. Microsoft can't deliver right. a real if, TV solution. If Comcast the Xbox has a, a national network, then Apple and Microsoft and Intel will have, like, they can, they can hash out a deal with one player, and then everybody else is, is able to fall in line instead of having Comcast and Time Warner and Charter and all the other people play off each other and blow up every TV deal they try to make. Could the silver lining be that, like, yes, we have a d- horrible national monopoly that throttles our speeds and, you know, limits our access <laughs> to free internet? But at least the interface we'll is have nicer. an Apple TV to go yeah. with it, right? I mean, look, I can see, the, you know, Comcast sitting in front of Congress and being like, yeah, we'll make some promises. Here's yeah. We're going to open up our TV delivery system to Apple and Microsoft. We've had productive conversations, and we look forward yep. to working with partners yep. in the future. Yep. This is exactly what Microsoft said when they launched it. And John McCain will say, will my apps update automatically? And they'll say yeah, yes. Yeah, laugh. <laughs> Stamp. Yeah. Approved. And like, I, sure, you, you can promise me everything in the world. You know, you can, I'm sure that that is going to come up, like 100% sure that the, you know when they go and sit down in front of Congress and, and they ask, why should we let you do this? Yeah. My service is pretty – like. Yeah, Mr. Roberts, I live here in New York City, and you know, my, my Time Warner cable service is uh, pretty awful. And you're like, well, we look forward to improving your service. And I, you know, I just want Apple to sell me a TV. You know, can, what, can you work with a company like that, you know, something really innovative? Well, we look forward to working with all our partners in the future. And now that we have this expanded scope, you know, we, we really look forward to uh, a new wave of innovation built on our innovative X1 platform. And it's like, like just kill me. I, like, I'm already dead. All right? Like, the, the, my body's just walking around looking sad every, every day of my fucking life. So, 
Yeah. I'm done. We should move on. Let's talk about. There's two more depressing oh, things. Oh yeah, to talk I was gonna about. say this is not getting and then any better. Also, it's really not getting better. Uh, so uh, one of the things, um, in, with net neutrality and with the NSA stuff, and now with this, uh, there is a lot of conversation about like how do we protest this? How do we stop it? How do we get involved? I think that question is really, really unanswered. Addy, you, there was just an NSA protest. It is still unanswered. It's still yeah, unanswered, but so this is like it's hard to do. So let's let's talk about this. This is the internet trying back. to stop. Okay. Trying to stop spying. So very, very short background is that there have been a lot of protests already. Um, one of them was called Stop Watching Us, and they recorded like Maggie Gyllenhaal and a bunch of whistleblowers and tons of people saying, stop watching us, NSA, and yeah. had a big general protest last year. Maggie Gyllenhaal? I believe so. Huh. Yeah. Um, so anyways, this delightful. year, they, some of them split off, and they said, okay, look, we have this bill in the Senate now mm-hmm. and the House, and we should actually try to get people to pass it. Um, so they decided to model this after the SOPA protests of 2012, thinking, okay, well, this is a stopping a bill. Can't be that hard for us to stop one bill, which is Diane Feinstein's, and then pass another one. Right. Um, this didn't which actually is- work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't as extreme as the SOPA stuff, right? I mean, SOPA stuff was the first time sites actually shut down, actually yeah. put up black banners. In this case, like, Reddit had it a was little also just thing a in the corner. Thing. Right. Like, I was looking it up today. It's, it's kind of hard because I don't think people collected definitive numbers on SOPA. Right. But SOPA was some, like, 75,000 to 100,000 sites. Um, at the beginning of this, they had 6,000. Um, there were maybe, like, in the millions of calls placed through, like, Wikipedia... Um, there were, you know, 50, no, like 70,000 calls mm. placed. Um, yeah. It's just, it was tiny in scope. I think getting people to say no to something is easier than getting people to affirmatively try to do something. Well, it's also that SOPA was one thing. SOPA wasn't like, oh, by the way, the internet is also, you know, copyright. They're going to take your car yeah. and say that it's piracy and mm-hmm. do a bunch of other well, things. It's like, this is going to do one thing. Yeah, right. one thing. And then like, and you can once stop you do it that, just by stopping this bill. You'll mm-hmm. win. And then they'll do something later, whatever. But this is, but this is one part of a huge, massive things and those other things are even worse and if you do this thing plus this other thing then you've got yeah. a pretty good chance of stopping this one tiny thing uh but you're still not going to feel good about the rest of it yeah so it's that, the, there's no good pay- like if you get this payoff like you're still gonna think the rest of it is terrible if right. you're the kind of pro- person who's going to join an nsa protest right and i what I, it to me it's the question is every time i talk to anybody in government about sopa they get like this weird like thousand yards. They called it the Arab Spring afterwards. <laughs> yeah, like, what? This, seriously, um, like Chris Dodd. In I was reading an old interview, and he says, "No, this was you know, it's like the Arab Spring. <laughs> I'd never seen anything on this scale before." Yeah, and they they're they're terrified of <laughs> they like have no perspective. well because they could also I mean they could really do a giant scorched earth campaign though because they made SOPA like. It, it was a bad bill. They made it a bill that was going to literally shut down the internet right. if everyone, like, believed that and their name was, like, mud. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone hated them. More, maybe And it was even barely even out of committee, were, right? It, like, never yeah. even... Yeah. Was, like, the, the sober protest it. to me was always... I mean, I wrote a thing at the time. I was like, you can only do this once. You only get to shut down the internet over something one time. Well, the funny thing, though, is that the EFF actually made a good point, which is that this was a giant battle because this was built on, um, was it Koika? Mm-hmm. Which was another similar bill that got rewritten into PIPA, the Senate version of SOPA. Right. Um, so this was actually a long thing. It was just that Koika, like, that all these things sort of got nipped in the bud. Right. And that they were one thing. And, that, but, so, but they're and all, that they hadn't happened yet. A, it's like... Those things are all coming back in, in bite-sized pieces now. They've learned how to do it. They've learned how to avoid this. But what they never, what the lesson they should have learned from Soap and Pippa was there is an enormous constituency of people in the United States who have very deep feelings and thoughts about how the internet should be regulated, not regulated, uh, distributed, built, serviced, consumed. That is, a, as far as I can tell, a pretty unified block. And you, if you can bring them together in a Sopa-like movement it's a lot of people and that's overwhelming to our government like our government responded to the overwhelming number of people who were like don't break the internet that same group of people you can't you can get them all to say no to something and call up and say i don't want you to do this how is your name on this bill that's going to kill the internet it's harder to get them to call and say i want you to support this bill that will stop the nsa and i don't really know about the national security implications uh and yeah, i'm sure that you can tell me yeah. a lot of things about that's the actually NSA. the funny thing is that 
Um, so the New York Times, I haven't been able to, I haven't confirmed this, but they were basically saying most of the calls went to Dianne Feinstein. Dianne wow. Feinstein was the bill that they were trying to stop. Yeah, right. So everybody did that Because she's way out in front, right? But, yeah. yeah, well, because it passed committee. The other one hasn't yet. Um, right. But yeah, so they were trying to stop the bill by calling the person who's not actually going to ever back down. <laughs> and Ever. Like, I mean, I'm not sure whether people have changed, directly right. changed positions. It was really clear after. We so just need to... Did. I mean, literally, it's the question is, how do, we, how do the people who use the Internet, who live their lives online, us, most of the people watching and listening to this, how do we talk to our government more effectively? And the answer is, we did it one time with SOPA. Yep. Ultra effective. The government remembers that. So the but way the that people we do power, it. But like, if I moved home, you know, like, the, I don't believe that, like, my Congress people in my, my home state are like aware of the internet or care about it in a way that like is meaningful. Like right yeah, and the way that internet the way native to, people need to talk to the government is forget to, about the internet. Like right. you gotta you've gotta pick up a phone, you gotta write a letter. Which was what <laughs> yeah. actually SOPA did really well. And what yeah. I think this did well too is that we've basically found out that you can automate this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why that is the big lesson of SOPA is that you could go to Wikipedia and hit a button and they will call your congressman basically. Right. Or they right. will like make sure that your senator gets this message. Like that that's means, a thing that you learned. <laughs> Good. Social engineering will change the government. <laughs> uh, so you don't think the day we fought back worked? It I mean, seemed like nobody participated. It, I mean, people participated, and I'm sure it worked to some extent. It's just I don't think that it probably was fair. It basically just had bad PR and that PR was kind of all that it was. Mm-hmm. And that hopefully, you know, this got, gets the USA Freedom Act some more votes in Congress. Like, that yeah. would be great. Do you um, think it's going to work? I mean, the USA I mean, Freedom Act seems like it has a decent chance. I, it's, it's like, you know what we need to do? Like, I, here's, I'm giving myself more homework that I'm not going to do. I'm such a bad at this. But we need to come up with, like, a position paper. Be like, here are all the things that need to change. Like, stop Comcast from buying Time Warner. Like, ado- amend these two things. Let us see this the stuff. The Vergecast like, Manifesto. The Vergecast Manifesto. Yeah. The, 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 the Patel plan. For a better internet. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I should probably do this. I should actually make TC do it. There's a, my there's name a on specter. It. Oh, God, TC would totally do it. Yeah. Hanging and over America. <laughs> and then I'm he would enact it in Daisy. specter is the, the verge cast. <laughs> the, look, the Patel plan for a better internet. I'm going to I'm gonna think about it and feel guilty for not doing it. That's We're going to use the language from the Communist Manifesto. We're just going to change like, every other change word. It. All right. Speaking of communism, let's talk about that Lumia. <laughs> what? I don't know. Just... just was sitting there for me. <laughs> Speaking of things that look steam powered and kind of yeah, kind of shitty, things that look like they were designed the by Soviet icon. engineers. This is why I like it, though. This so you like it? So this is the Nokia Lumia. It's on Verizon. Just came out. We haven't yeah. reviewed it yet, but we have it here, so we thought we'd talk about it. I think that it has a very nice camera, but is otherwise a complete piece of garbage. Because this is the first retro futuristic phone. How is that true? It's a, it's like a prototype. No, it's, 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 it's because of like the weird alien stripes. On the it's top. because if you watch like a Tarkovsky movie or something and mm-hmm. they would be like, here, I will pull out my Internet telephone <laughs> phone like you would just it's giant and thick and so, silver and half yeah. like this weird white collar and here. it has these weird bulgy. stripes at the top. It's, yeah, it's bulgy. And the top of it has this weird yeah, like laminate like it was lacquered. Yeah, it does feel like it, somebody like like poured epoxy onto it. Uh, here's. It has a great camera. I will say it. I was playing yeah. with the camera yesterday. Uh, it has an absolutely terrific, uh, it's like 20 megapixel pure view camera. I just want to show this to people. What do you think that is at the top of the phone there? See that? Right right where my finger is? Yeah. I mean, I, the first time I saw it, I assumed it was a mute switch. Yep. Uh, then I thought maybe it, maybe it's a hold or the, the mute or the, the sleep wake. Right, right. That's the SIM card slot. Yeah. This phone has seriously Wait, no, the most show, easily... Show you how you pull it out. You just, you just get in there. Just take it out. Take Why it not? Out. Hey, I'm using my phone. Maybe I should just take out the SIM card for no apparent reason. Because that should be easier with a phone. Yeah. You know what You know what the iPhone has? Yeah. A little it, pinhole. You, you know, know what, what the my, Nexus has? A little pinhole. A little I, pinhole. You know what... I mean, that too is just the most has. mystifying... Yeah. Who needs to do that with a Verizon... Particularly a Verizon phone. No, that's and what's Evan, great actually, about it. And Evan actually was complaining about earlier, and Evan... You know, the ambient nerd that he is just <laughs> appeared out of the whispers and was like, actually, you can use other SIM cards and Verizon phones. Yeah. That's great. But most people who have Verizon are totally locked to that network. That's yeah. why it works with the Soviet aesthetic, though, because you're going <laughs> to buy a black market SIM so, card yeah, yeah. and you switch it and then you swap it so the government can't hear you on this line. And you talk to Julia and then Big Brother catches you. <laughs> and it's great. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, and I, I will say this, you know, whatever. We're going to review the phone. I'm sure David has. I can't even stop it. Stop it, Windows phone. See this? This is the new Windows phone. 
This home yeah. screen is not simple. Nothing about this well, interface no, is simple. It doesn't come that way. You have to make it crazy yourself. I'm pretty sure this one came this way. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Well, then that's stupid. It's <laughs> like, not a great... Yeah. Like, like, you could not give this to a normal person. No, like, okay, it, use this phone. If it comes if that way... into Windows if it, if Phone, comes, that actually yeah. works. If you, if you, like, start with something simple and then slowly make it your own personal brand of crazy, then Windows Phone is great. Yeah. And that's really what you want from a gigantic Soviet steam-powered phone. Anyway, yeah. David will have a review soon. I'm... Please address your complaints and death threats to Pierce David. It's on heavy. It's not. I mean, I don't even know what they're it's doing. It's hefty. And it feels good so, in the hand. Addy, you've convinced me. I mean, I get it. I understand. It looks like a phone that a stormtrooper would have. Yes. yes. That's exactly That's what it looks like. But you know what I don't want? Most things that stormtroopers have, except for the guns. And maybe the helmet. And also the that's armor. Fine. every important thing. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> also, they're, they're cunning and dashing good looks. Yeah. Um, okay. But so we should, this leads me right into more Microsoft stuff. So yeah, crazy, anarchy, crazy. anarchy in Microsoft land. So Tom is reporting, Tom Warren is reporting, and I have every reason to believe him that Microsoft is seriously thinking about letting Android apps run on Windows and Windows Phone. And then today, Google announced they're they're going to be allowing Windows apps to run on Chromebooks through an emulator. Okay, yeah. So the the Chromebook thing, whatever. It's through an emulator. It's the it's a cloud service. It'll be cool and fun, but like you know what? Like Citrix has been around. Like like this is that is not a huge. Yeah, but that's deal. how they nope. go into the enterprise, right? You you say enterprise like build salesforce.com. Like that's what most yeah. people use on these Chromebooks. Like give everybody a Chromebook or a tablet, and then for the one weird back office stock management supply chain thing that you have that only runs on Windows XP, which is being sunsetted, yeah. run it in VMware here while you move it to a modern system. Right. That's the answer, right? I just think, like, it's basically chaos for Microsoft's platforms. Like, the, Android on Windows Phone, if they're seriously considering that, is, that, that is they insane. are basically yeah. giving up. They're going to lo- they will 100% lose whatever power they have to make that platform differentiated and good. And it's because they're desperate because it's a failure. Yeah. You know, um, you know what uh, running Android apps, what platform worked really well <coughs> running Android apps? <laughs> You're going to say BlackBerry Black Time? Yeah. No. It, even if you do it well, and, and, and you know, presumably they're not going to try and do it themselves, so, like, have some other company become an enabler. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, Bluestacks has worked pretty well. Uh, AMD had this uh, dual OS thing. Oh, Intel had dual OS. Um, it's not going to be as good as a native app. Yeah, it's not even going to be as good as a web app on Windows Phone. No, and Windows Phone uh, apps to me, they still. I mean, some of them are nice. Yeah. By the way, whoever there's a guy in our forums who's who made a Verge Windows app, mm-hmm. and we had to because we need to maintain our branding. We had to ask him to change the name. Right. I initially voted for The Urge. That was funny. But then somebody in the forum suggested that they, he name it Poison. And if he's listening right now, I'm, I'm saying 100%, please release the unofficial Verge app named Poison. Yeah. Because that is the best name for the totally Verge down. on Windows platform. Uh, like, absolutely want... Like, there's no other choice. Like, now that you know that, it has to be Poison. Uh, in honor of in honor of Josh Walsh, our dearly our dearly departed leader. No, nah, he's fine. I'm sure he's fine. He's at home. He's fine. Don't worry about him. Yeah, he's totally fine. Nothing totally, nothing no, bad is happening to ever, him. Right now. Nothing ever bad will ever happen to him. No, no, he's perfectly safe. Yeah. Um, so we should. So this, I, I will say, like this Microsoft and Chaos at MWC, which is coming up real soon. They're rumored Nokia will be releasing an Android phone. Oh, okay, it is absolute chaos. It's chaos over there. I, I don't. I don't know. So the thing, the 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 one thing about the Android phone, Normandy, Normandy X, whatever it's going to be called. One, it's just Nokia's like engineers, just like you know what, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Screw it, because we're not. Right before we get bought, we're showing off the work that what we've been working on, and we don't care. Right. And, and, but and they Elon can't keep... is like, yeah, I didn't get the CEO job, so go ahead. I don't care. Do what you want. He's just rage releasing a phone. <laughs> like his table flip is like killing Series Forty for Android. <laughs> All right, I buy it. Uh, but. It's not going to have any impact on anything because mm-hmm. it's it's just like subbing in for the Asha stuff in the low end anyway. So right. it'll be interesting and it'll be fun and we'll want to see how But that's the stuff they're selling. I mean, if you look at well, what Nokia yeah. is actually selling, they're selling low end phones and that, there's one mid range, like the 520 sells well for them, right? And you can just see how there's some middle manager at Nokia who's going to see the sales numbers for their Android platform go up because they're going to sell a lot of them and be like, we should make a slightly better phone to convert all the people who love Asha or, or whatever this new Normandy platform is going to be called into high-end customers. Right. You know? Because, I mean, you know, they, they got money to spend. Maybe the dude got so a better I job. I you get if they continue that plan in six months or a year after Microsoft bought them. 
if that plan is still in effect and they're still selling Android phones under Microsoft's ownership, then we can talk. Mm-hmm. But until that happens, that beautiful, we're going to sell low-end Android phones and high-end Windows phones, and there's going to be a nice angled path up to ownership, I don't buy it. Because it, it, people are going to be like, oh, well, this phone's okay, but uh, I like the apps, and the apps yeah. run better on those phones. Well, so, Addy, you're a gamer, right? You play video games. You have a gigantic Asus gaming PC. I do. Do you have Windows anywhere else in your life other than that one PC? Um, I dual-boot Windows on that uh, handsbury that Dan gave me, but I installed Linux on it, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, do you, and you have, but you also have a lot of gamer friends. Do they do you use Windows for anything other than gaming and like the Xbox? The Whatever only, Xbox One they might have. I feel like the only times that I've had that I have needed to use Windows are very specific apps, mm-hmm. which is when other people use them, and yeah, gaming. Like right. that's the only reason I want it. Otherwise, I would just install Linux. Like if Steam OS actually works, then I don't actually have to install Steam OS because I can just install Steam on Linux, and I will just do that. Right, and I think that this is their this is the chaos. Like yeah. they don't have compelling reasons for people to want their stuff outside of Office and a bunch of weird proprietary enterprise apps, which is why Google's doing VMware on Chrome OS. Yeah, um, they need this is I think. Nadella's the new CEO. This is why he's like cloud first, mobile first, because he's got to get office in other places because he can't keep it tied to Windows because people don't want Windows. Look, I, so, here's okay. my number one theory about Microsoft yeah. right now. They should have paid the grocery store. I keep I'm saying it every Vergecast from here until the end of the end of time. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, it's it's like if Metro was supposed to be the future of Windows and the future of the company and it, it's everywhere. If you don't have enough. If you're not making a big enough bet to give it the name that it deserves or any name whatsoever, because it has no name right now. Yeah. It's just Windows stuff. It's the other. Was, it's did, the they, bad did they Windows. Drop modern, modern. Whatever. Yeah, but it's modern UI is like maybe it, it's Windows Store apps is like the oh, official Windows Store apps UI. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, awful. Great. Right. Uh, awful. And I get it. Like Metro AG is not actually a grocery store, although they do sell groceries, and I maintain that I can call them the grocery store for the end of time. Uh, they're this huge retailer, but they wanted like eight hundred million dollars. Like that's the number they wanted, which for my, a company of Microsoft size that has sixteen billion dollar revenue businesses is not an absurd number for when the you're future talking of your company. The future of the company. Yeah. And I, it's not that I think naming it Metro would have solved their problems. But it would have created a, a, a third new brand. People love new things. And they would have created a new brand for them and created a new thing that they could have shown people. What does is, what is Windows Phone run? It runs Metro. Like, what yeah. do Windows Phones run? It runs Metro. Well, you also would be comparing have? it to, you would be, like, Windows. You'd well, be, oh, this is a new thing. Well, it's not, at, why isn't Windows I was at, When I was at the D conference last year, there were a bunch of Microsoft people there. And I remember they were mad. They were like, everyone on stage here is talking about iOS and Android, and no one's talking about Windows. And I was like, well, it's because it's Windows. Like, it's inherently confusing to talk about Windows as a mobile platform and as a PC platform. And that's the bet that they made on most of their devices. Yep. Right? Uh, the phone is whatever. It's still not the same OS. And they didn't do it. They didn't. They didn't literally. They didn't bite the bullet, pay the grocery store, and give it the name that it deserves, or any name, yeah, any name whatsoever, and say this is our future, not Windows. That Metro, that's the grocery store. Uh, and the, this company stopped Microsoft from giving itself clarity and definition Although and focus. Microsoft and that lack didn't of focus, have. Hang on, Microsoft didn't have that clear. Like before that lawsuit, they 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 picked Windows Phone. With Windows yeah, Phone, it was Windows Phone 7 Series, remember? But then it was 7 Series. But the reason they called it 7 Series is they picked the Windows Phone name to try and give a fresh sheen to Windows Phone 6.5, which or was Windows just Mobile 6.5. Windows Mobile 6.5. Yeah, it was it was a mess. Windows Phone 7 Series. Right. I'll, I'm just saying, they when these phones first came out, when they showed Windows Phone for when the they first showed time, Metro. Metro, people yeah. freaked out. It was, it was great. It's a good idea. Yeah. And people loved that name, and they talked about it. If they had made that their new wave OS, like yep. a branded, they didn't try to glom it onto Windows 8. They didn't do make all these mistakes and compromises along the way. They would have avoided the chaos that they're in now. And I'm telling Frank Shaw, My, who's their head of who's Corpcom at, at, at Microsoft, tells mm-hmm. reminds me over and over again, Windows still, like, I say people hate Windows. He reminds me over and over again that the brand loyalty to Windows is like off the charts. The brand loyalty to Microsoft. I don't, my I don't mom, know who they're paying for that study. They should pay somebody my else. My mom and my brother yeah. in the past three months, terrified, afraid, 
went and bought MacBooks, have no idea how to use Macs. They've used Windows they just don't all want, their they lives. Don't want Windows 8. They just don't want Windows 8. Yeah. They're, they're calling me like, how do I do this? I'm like, it's going to be okay. Go take the classes at the Genius <laughs> store, the Apple store. Yeah. You'll be all right. But like, they, like, you know, before Windows 8, they just, every couple of years, they went out and bought new Windows computers, like clockwork. Yeah. And this, this time around, they're like existentially vexed. <laughs> and they went out and bought MacBooks. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this Chromebook thing, I think, is if they, if Google yeah. makes any kind of real play into the enterprise, I don't know, chaos. So they know. <laughs> chaos. He's got a lot of work, but like, he, work I, I think he can pull something off. So there is something very exciting happening yeah. in Microsoft world, just Titanfall, which is oh, like, oh, man. So, Addy, are you in the beta? Um, I signed up earlier today. Okay. Because that's the thing, is that earlier, everybody was talking about Titanfall, and I was like, okay, it looks decent all right and then yeah. for some reason i read you know our piece i guess yesterday yeah and i was like oh my god this actually sounds awesome yeah i am it does i mean it looks amazing i'm incredibly angry fun. about titanfall why because i had like decided i'm gonna get a ps4 and that's easy and i'm done yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and now titanfall. i mean i signed up for the pc beta god damn it i am mean, you've got a game then i PC. gotta get a gaming pc but right. i just it was gonna be so easy for Dieter. I, my life was set yeah and now I mean, the reason that I want it is that because that. it doesn't look like is because I feel like it's not exactly like other first person shooters. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not going to be so behind because right, I don't right. really play multiplayer shooters. I don't really play Call of Duty or any of that. And so it's been years and years. Everybody knows exactly what you're supposed to do. Every most new shooters are, you know, similar enough. Yeah. But like I have a giant God, robot. So awesome. Yeah, the robot thing. So, I will say, look, mechs are back. So, like, I played yeah, Mech with, Warrior. Like, back with Hawken. Like, yeah. huh? Don't they, even start with, with me on Mech Warrior. No, because no. I, I will, I will uh, outrage you so hard right now. Oh, God, it's going to be bad. Because you played the computer game, right? Yeah, yeah. Which was like a flight sim. No, 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 no. <laughs> let's let's oh, talk Dieter's, about Dieter's the tabletop Battletech game, no, originally no, no. called Battletroid, and the Mech Warrior RPG. This is the dream. All of those Mech Warrior PC games from the early in the day were modeled after flight sims. Yeah. And so it played like... You know, like the old Microsoft thing where you were landing, you could never land, but it was all line art, whatever. Yeah. And that, that legacy lived on in it. So it didn't have it this visceral, great. awesome action giant robot feel of like uh, playing a card action. game. No, uh, the the video game. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. The, the card game, and that wasn't a card game, first of all. it was There was a hexagonal map, and then you had <laughs> miniatures on them, and character sheets with bubbles. I just want Ice-T to be saying everything that you're saying. <laughs> um, no, that was, that was, that was Battletech. Okay. MechWarrior did not have the map. That was a, that right. was a, it was all in your head, though. So you imagine this dynamic action, mm-hmm. which Titanfall actually achieves in yeah. a way that the MechWarrior video games never did. Right. I also just like that free running is now totally normal in right. oh, yeah. shooters. That's what you do. Yeah. Like, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's like, Mario. In the Mario's future, in everyone the is constantly ready for Play combat. Nintendo. And they, uh, they've done parkour. They've done extensive parkour training yeah. in school. Yeah. Let's replace gym class in the future. All right, the solution is... Have everybody made the attack on Titanfall joke yet? Because I would play that game. No, I'm getting a gaming PC because then um, my girlfriend can play the the goat simulator. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the goat simulator? I have not seen it. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, I hope we can get it on screen. It's it's a a, uh, game where you play a goat. You're you're just a goat? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like the Oculus Rift has opened up a bunch of simulators because suddenly you can make... I mean, I don't remember if this is on or not but suddenly you can make simulators and actually make a good case for them mm-hmm. it's yeah. not like the Eurosim genre like Eurosim it's you know you're doing a relaxing thing that's a real thing like driving yeah. a bus but like you know dragon simulator chicken simulator now you're like no you're actually a chicken <laughs> finally the oculus rift has unlocked the next wave of gaming experiences well that's being actually what a was chicken. funny is that sean was talking to i forget who and you're saying that um th- no this is actually like a thing that i can do now is that it gives you it makes you feel what it's like to be in another body. Yeah, though that's happening. Wow, we're just watching a video of a goat <laughs> not being very good at being a goat. Uh, is there a score? Who cares? What is this based in? <laughs> what? Huh? Oh, there is a score in the top left. That's what I'm being told. Um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, here's. But my point with Titanfall is that like mechs are back. Like between Pacific Rim, I don't think that it's Hawkin'. I think it was Pacific Rim and now Titanfall are going to reintroduce like mecha as a genre in an enormous way, and that's exciting. Because I did play a lot of Mech Warrior, the video game, which was fun, and you can't take it away from me. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was awesome. It was an awesome video game. Like I bought a computer like specifically because I wanted a faster computer to play the next Mech Warrior at one time. Well, the thing is that the first Mech thing I really got into was Ava, and that basically associated them with despair. Right. And this is fun. 
Yeah, I mean, I, Titanfall looks amazing. It, Titanfall to me is the reason to buy an Xbox One. It's, I think the people who are buying PS4s because it was the gaming one. The, this is like the first reason I've seen to buy an X Gen console. I haven't played any other next Gen games. I've been like, this is why I have this. I've actually been playing my 360 more because whenever video games happen to me, I just like start playing my 360 more. Mm. It's very strange. Um, I will say it's strange that Microsoft is tweaking the Xbox One controller to make it better for Titanfall. I mean, this is the level that Microsoft is all in on this game. Yeah. I think it's going to be exciting. I'm not signed up for the beta. I really it's funny should. that the thing I remember being really hyped at E3 was Quantum Break, which we have heard nothing about. Right. Oh, that game looked incredible. It seemed pretty cool. I mean, yeah. it didn't seem like it was actually a game at E3. It was basically videos. Yeah. But it but that's E3. was promising. Nothing well, at E3 seems like well, a game. Well, in that it literally does have a video component, and that was what people were getting shown. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, okay, and then the last thing we should talk about, which I think, you know, in, in related to all this Comcast stuff, House of Cards starts tonight. Yeah. Um, are you going to stay up until 3 a.m. to watch it? This is no. like a, Valentine's Day is going to be real rough for a lot of nerds. Yeah. You know, it's a horrible, it's horrible fall on House of Cards. Huh? I never finished the first season. What? I bored. watched the British oh. first series. Okay. Fair. And then I just never... Yeah. Oh, so the you first don't know season what happens. In the, ooh, man. Uh, is it anything mm. like what happens in the first? British the dog series? from the first episode comes back to life. Oh, okay. Well, a, a giant thing happens at the end of that one. Probably. So. It, I don't think it's the mm. same thing though, because a certain character is coming back. This is really hard to talk about. <laughs> so, the dog from the first episode comes back. He's a zombie dog, right? And then he takes over the government. Yeah, that's is what it happens. like when the reporter comes back in American Horror Story and she's a ghost, and now she's probably a ghost in season two. Yeah, All American Horror Story to me is. I don't understand how every like I, I understand that it's like a mini series and they have different ones. No, it's not a mini series. It's an well, it, it's a season length mini series. It's an anthology series, and every yeah. season is a new self contained yeah self contained right. theme. And the character like the actors come back, but they're all playing different characters. Yeah, it's, it's that's amazing. Just, it seems amazing. I just can't. It's like I've, I only drop in when Becky's watching it, and so then I have no idea what's going on because I see all the same actors like. Now they're in an insane asylum. Now they're oh, in a okay. prison. Okay, the insane like asylum bit was, I mean, me. that was actually crazy because there yeah. were about 50 different horror tropes. So, yeah, it was Nazi, zombie, horror, yes. it was asylum, very strange. women's prisons. Yeah, it was, it was just very strange. Like, I dropped into two episodes of that, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. but I'm terrified. So, oh, well, mission accomplished, yeah. I guess. Um, I, don't, I think I'm going to end up spending, assuming that tomorrow is also a snow day. I, I can yeah. see a lot of people taking a snow day tomorrow. By the way, well, good I on mean, us Indicate for... East is, uh, is in New York this weekend. So the what? Indicate East. Uh, so yeah. I'm doing that. Is that your Valentine's Day? Actually, it is. <laughs> I, that's, I, I would expect nothing less, yeah. actually. Um, no, I, I think... Wait, what were you saying? Good on us? I was going to say good on us for not complaining about New York being soft about the snow. New York is super soft about the snow. Everyone in New York is a... Dieter and I are both from the Midwest. Addy is from Washington State. Went yep. to at Cornell. None of us are like phased by snow. Nope. The I way actually that this have city... a friend coming down. I had a friend come down from Cornell yesterday. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, oh yeah, it's five below every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say that That's the snow winter. today is particularly hailish. Like, yeah. I walked outside and I was like, this isn't snow. This is like tiny bits of hail. Like, so that sucks. But it, the fact that there's a state of emergency for eight inches of snow is just ridiculous to me. And I understand other parts of the company or other parts of the company, other parts of the country, are not as prepared for snow. But New York is like an East Coast city. Yeah, it's schools are the schools are open. Is that what you said, John? Yeah, good. Good. State of emergency. Send your children out into the streets. Um, okay, I think that's it. Is that the Vergecast? Is there anything else? What else happened this week? A cor- bunch of Corvettes fell in a sinkhole. Oh yeah, the sinkhole. But I don't know what to say about that other than that happened. I really want um, Facebook changed its gender options. That's oh good. yeah, the Facebook gender thing. That's been like years in the making, right? Yeah. Probably. Like it's, I think since Facebook rolled out, people have been like, "Why do I? Why is this a binary choice?" It's. I mean, it's just an internet-wide thing. You know that what they encompasses should do? Facebook. We were talking about all these internet quizzes. The Facebook gender choice should be a gender a quiz. identity quiz where Whoa. they rank you on the sexuality spectrum. Oh god! But no, <laughs> but the, you can't. You can't say no. Like in order to see your answer. It yeah. has to post. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, Facebook, get weird. Do it. Um, yeah, just saying. Just rank, just rank you in the sexuality spectrum. I'm actually going to go do a bunch of Quizilla quizzes after this, but the ones that are like stories. Uh, no, I mean, I, look, I was, everyone to college, like the, those, like the quizzes that circulated in email in college to me, they're back. It's just bigger the, than ever. No, on Buzzfeed. they're not bigger. The Buzzfeed ones are terrible. They are bad. But like, but I mean, in terms of, when I say bigger than ever, I mean bigger in like they're scope. They're popular, but they're so bland. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was going back and reading them, and they're cheesy and they're high school stuff, but they're actually interesting. They have, like, 
theme. They have like a feel. Yeah. Like they're actually sort of a narrative thread. And this is not. This is just like pick a bunch of random things and it'll tell you what city you should live in. But you should exclusively hire college freshmen and like kind of liquor them up in like wine coolers and have them write the quizzes. Because that's, that's where that feel came from. Well, yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say 15 year olds probably <laughs> still on wine well, coolers. Well, precocious college freshmen. Yes. Uh, I'm shutting down my still- Twitter account and I'm only posting a live journal. Everything <laughs> that goes on, back. on Twitter is just going to be a link to my live journal. Have you journal. used Secret? When was the last time you used Secret? Uh, so we talked about Three Secret. hours ago. Really? Did you put I have, I've stopped using I've it. Never I'm, not, I'm not using Secret. I have never posted, but I, I have read a lot. Um, we talked about Secret. We did. I'm just yeah. saying I think it's dead, and I think it's already over. Really? That's my theory. Okay. The last time I looked at it, it was all people from Silicon Valley. Okay. I think that was indeed the Verge cast. Yeah. Uh, thank you again to the puppets. Can we quickly cut to the puppets? Do we have more puppet footage? No, we don't. Okay, John, John literally <laughs> made... You know that scene in, a, in Princess Bride... <laughs> When, like, they turn on the death machine and, like, there's the whale. I've just taken one year of your life away. Like, that's what just happened in my ear with our, with our producer. And they're back. Okay. <laughs> no more puppets. Addie and I can just, like, make puppet faces. That was the first cast. That's there it. are a number of ways. Uh, thank you for enduring this, this episode on this fine snow day. Um, hey, hey, Boris. What's up, buddy? Okay. Uh, what's the Vergecast? This is my Russian friend. Uh, you can tweet at me. I'm Reckless. Backlon. The Dextriarchy. The Dextriarchy. Uh, you can leave a comment in the post. You should watch the puppets uh, every day at 4 p.m. on SB Nation, the Olympic medal count. Uh, they're great. They're super funny. It was fun to have them on. Uh, and that was it. Thanks so much for watching. Um, you know, Josh is fun.